Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the Crew Love Show. I'm your host, DJ A-Star. And I'm Brian Patrick Davis, a.k.a. The Black Socialite, the POA reporting live from 285. What's up, y'all? I am your favorite videographer, HD. And we are the Crew Love Show, peeling back all layers on behind-the-scenes creatives and professionals. The culture connectors. Woo-woo! What's up, y'all? This is episode... Oh, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. What's up, y'all? So this is our newest episode of The, the Crew Love Show. Crew Love Show. I am HD. I'm Brian Patrick Davis, the POA reporting live from 285. I am your girl, a star. And today we have a special, special, special. A very special guest. One of my favorite people. Yes. Chanel. Chanel. Essen motherfucking Nell. Yeah. I'm excited. You're like our second guest. Yes, Chanel, you're our second guest. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be you guys' second guest. Yes. Should have been your first, but. Um. Oh, oh, oh. Well, see, oh, oh. see <laughs> what had happened was. The schedules, the alignment. Yeah. You know, stuff you happens, are in the right place good. at the right time. Yes. yes absolutely. Exactly. This episode was meant for you. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I hate this. This is like one of my least favorite things ever. When this emoji came out, I was like, yuck. Okay, so y'all want to start with what we did this week and then go into? Mm -mm, Because I didn't do nothing this week. I did. What you do this week? You know, it was my birthday week. Birthday week. I've been been shopping and spending my hard-earned money, my video money. Okay. At least you spend your riches, you know. Your no, earnings? I think I spent too much. Oh. Now I got to go back to work. You know you got to pay the mortgage, right? It's coming <laughs> we already paid it, oh. so Ooh. thank God for that. But I don't know it's, about next It's month. coming again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's another one. Right, <laughs> they don't just... Ace, hey, so what you but, been doing uh, this week? Um, Not much. I've been trying to rest, but it's like catching up. It's just Ooh. not working. But hey, you know, I'll get, yeah. I'll get there. I'm scared to catch up. Chanel, what you been doing this week? That's what I was just thinking. Like, what did I do this week well no i um had a couple of meetings okay we um, like meetings yes meeting with some new artists that need some guidance okay mm-hmm. meeting with some new producers that are here in atlanta that i didn't know were here in atlanta okay uh so yeah okay people that you've always like been kind of like had your eye on or like are they newer people they're newer people okay. that I've heard their names but didn't know that they were here. Okay. I think okay. you get you're getting a lot of that now in Atlanta. Are the are these people who have moved here yeah. secretly? Mm-hmm. And you're like, You're in Atlanta? Yeah. Since when? Yeah. So yeah. It less asked. <laughs> so before we really get started, Chanel, let the people know if they don't already know. What do you do? Like, how did you get here? What what's what's your specialty? Your, your, what's the story? What is the story? The, the whole Chanel? story. I'm gonna Not give a. Whole, I'll give a whole story. story give story because you know our timer is counting. Bullet down. points. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. Okay, so I am Chanel SNL. Young Money is my uh, well, Chanel Young Money is my Instagram. Uh, I am a singer, songwriter, choreographer, artistic director, actress slash. I'm starting to be a comedian. I didn't even know that I was that funny. <laughs> and dancer did I say that no, you, did. you said choreographer no, but yeah and so yeah I've been making my rounds through the entertainment industry wearing multiple hats sometimes all the hats at the same time 
But um, yeah, that's who I am. Let me tell you guys, I've known Chanel since I was in high school. And like, she used to scare me so much. (laughs) And I told Chanel this, like, because Chanel, I mean, like, First of all, she's like two feet tall, as you guys can see. Yeah, she's pretty short. And she... <laughs> Nobody knows that. Every time people meet me, they're like, you're so... They're like, me, look. <laughs> look, they're like... <laughs> I'm kind of shocked. But look, no, so Chanel, she's so... Sh- she was already the shit. Like, everybody knew who she was, like, dancers. Like, th- she was, like, the shit. And, like, everybody wanted Chanel to, like, choreograph shit for them. And so she would come back to her high school to choreograph these routines for, like, the seniors and shit like that. And I'll never forget one time I was... I didn't even go to this school, right? I was there visiting my friends or whatever. And Chanel came in. She had it on this, like, baggy like black sweatsuit and these huge like furry brown boots and she just had this like long pretty hair like and she was just like so serious about dance and like mm-hmm. making sure that the kids were like focused and like she was just very intimidating like she had this huge personality a huge energy in this little body but she like really like radiated like <laughs> just this like can we say the school Tri Cities High School. Tri Cities High School. Yes. That's that's Atlanta's to me. That's the our fame. That's the the hotbed. Yes. Yeah. For so I, it was our fame. Oh, she's making that sure. face because she went to Redan. I did not go to Redan. Oh, oh wait, North Atlanta. Stevenson. Oh. Black and blue jazz. Wait a minute, oh, girl. But Stevenson wasn't. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't no, no. an art no, school. Exactly. Okay. So. I was going to say, North Atlanta was our, like, rival. But, yeah, like, that was the first time I ever encountered Chanel, and she didn't know who I was, but I was like, yo, this girl is crazy. Like, she was like, and one, two, three, four, and five. She was so intense. Like, she was so intense. I love love the arts. I love what I do. I love what it did for me in my life. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I went back to my high school, I was like, take it seriously. Girls would be like... Well, I mean, I like to dance, but... You're like, no. (laughs) There's the door. You need to love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so then, like, I guess a couple of years later, I was in school and just trying to be, like, creative and shit. And I met Chanel, like, for real, for real. And we... Hit it off. Yeah, hit it off really, really well. And she was just like all things to me. Like, I adored her songwriting. I just was like enthralled by her. Like, just like, yeah, no, for real. Like, I, I, like, she just was very like. But Brian is, I don't know if y'all know what all he has done and what he's, he's did so much for me. Like, I remember I was like, in the mode of I'm going to do everything myself. And I was like, Brian, can I use your house? I want to shoot a video in your house. <laughs> yeah. He was like, okay. I think two of your houses I shot yeah. videos. <laughs> <laughs> but he's always been super supportive. And, you know, we've, we've created things together with other groups and mm-hmm. situations. So, yeah. And I feel like Chanel don't really like talk her shit the way that she should. Like she's yeah, literally she's done. Modest, yeah. She's, she's being yeah. super modest. Like she's worked with so many different people. Oh I, yeah. I didn't do that. So let me, I'll help you since you probably, there we go. Help um, yeah. 
Khalise. Okay. 3LW. Okay. Danity Kane. Okay. Usher. <laughs> Lil Wayne. You've done staging for entire tours, um, mm-hmm. Wayne's tours, the I Am Music tours. So what, like creative directing? Creative or, directing, okay. staging, okay. So, choreographing, like, costuming, okay. all of that, Everything. all of those things. Like she literally has like been... Had my hands on. Oh. Yeah. Like, yes. and I feel like she don't talk her shit enough about the stuff that she's accomplished as so it that's pertains. That's why we're here, right? Yeah. yeah. So how do we get here? Because like, I came up in the arts, right? So it was always, you show what you do, you don't talk about what mm-hmm. you do. And in the music industry, I think it's a talk, 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 talk versus show, show, show. And so... You know, I'm. A, I've always been like, you know, I'm, I'm walking, and you, you're gonna know because you, you can see, you know, it. my receipts. Mm-hmm. I don't have to run off like, oh yeah, and I'm this, and I'm this, and you yeah. don't. I did this, and I sold this, and my, my you know, all that to me is kind of like corny. What's the point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's corny. It <laughs> is corny. Without the resume, right? And then, then, and then, because music is a passion of mine, and the arts is a passion of mine. I came into it loving the craft, not really wanting to run off numbers. To me, that's what you do behind you know when you're in the in your marketing room and you're trying to prove mm-hmm. to your uh PR people or the uh new uh promotions team what you've done so that they can do the work that they need to do for you right the next project you have going not to the consumer that's buying and enjoying your music they 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 just want to hear the music they want to see the show and they want to be happy about that they don't care about your numbers and your stats yeah. to me that's that wasn't anything that I was taught to speak of. That's your receipts that follow you as you move through your career. So I just never was, yeah, I don't even know how to do it. And I, I forget what I've done. And so somebody's like, oh, I remember you from such. I was like, yeah, I did do that. I, do that. <laughs> I was just, before you got here, I was showing D. I was like, Chanel was in, in the goodies video. She was in the get it shoddy video. Yeah. She was in the one chance look at her video. Like I was going through, like I was going, because no, because Chanel, like those times were like, were staples that I could remember in my life, especially like when I was working for Concrete Loop and stuff like that. I would literally show up to set and you would be there. Like you would be the girl, like that girl. And this is before I even knew about everything else that you could do as far as like your pen. You know what I'm saying? Like for me to have seen kind of like the trajectory and where you came from to what you've done and what you've continued to do and what you've been doing was like always like a wow to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it was always like, damn, like I always was like super impressed. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? Thank That's, you. I mean, so yeah. I mean, it, it was a lot of work and I'm sure a lot of people can say, you know, I've been in this business and I've done a lot on my own because mm-hmm. a lot of people, have to do a lot on their own. That's what, that's what you're doing. You're selling yourself as a product. And sometimes what you have to do first is present your product, show people what you can do for them to then support you. Mm-hmm. But like I went from starting off in musical theater, which means you have to sing, dance, and act. act. Yeah. You have to do the all. And you have to do them well at Tri-Cities. Right. It wasn't like you could just show up there and be mediocre. Like you had other people that were as good as you vying for the same positions mm-hmm. as you too. So I started there into dancing professionally in the in the music business for artists like Candy mm-hmm. and um, like you said, 3LW, Little Bow Wow. Those were like my first gigs. 
And then through that, like I always wrote, I always wrote music. I always sang music and I would be doing this on the tour bus or, and those artists would be like, you can write. Oh, I like that song. Oh, I like that track. Who's that producer? Can you introduce me to that producer? Can you write this song for me? So like, it was like one talent fed the next fed the next. And so I stepped out of then dancing to write and then I would write these songs at the time. People R and B was not like it is today. No, uh, they wouldn't say half the stuff that you know they're saying now, and that's how I was writing. So I started becoming like the girl with the pen. Oh, her pen game is sick. Can I just <laughs> let me just what Chanel means by that is like Chanel was writing crazy ass songs like. Chanel has this one song in particular that I always talk to her about that she will never send me. But you can find like clips of her performing it on YouTube. It's called Fucking on the Dance oh, Floor. Yes. Yeah. Wait, why won't you send it? That's because she. I think I don't have it anymore. Like oh, I okay. hope. So, so if somebody's watching this who has that that I've probably yeah. sent to or has a CD because back. You're right, you're putting it on CDs. Um, please send it to okay, me yes, or Brian. It's, it, but. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Chanel used to say the craziest stuff in songs that girls would have never said back then. Like, she used to talk like a nigga on records. And, it, and that's what I loved about it so much because Chanel has this way of, like, she literally would be saying whatever the fuck. Like she has records that are super like aggressive, like girls talking like niggas, like really talking a shit. And then she has like really vulnerable records where it's like, Oh my God, like shit that would make you like want to cry. Like, (laughs) so I want to know, like, cause I get editors block all the time where I just, but I know that's like a whole different thing. Matthew might understand it. Yes. (laughs) But for writers, like, where do y'all get your inspiration from? Like, how do you keep things fresh? Is it, like, things that you go through specifically? Or do you just kind of, like, hear, like, what what is it? Because I've never <sighs> quite been able to, like, wrap my head around how y'all can get so creative with stuff like that. I think it's a mixture of real life mm-hmm. and the life of those closest to you. Like, listening to your homegirl story, like, bitch, what? Yeah, right. He did what? so it could be real life things like that or dreams or aspirations or things Mm. that you wish the world was or how people should be you know and then i like to write like saying the opposite of what i'm oh gosh there's a word for this but i don't analogy like like Like, um i love you fuck you yeah. Okay. Shit yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. What is that called? What's the word? I don't know what it's called, I know, but I know exactly I what you mean. It's like a juxtaposition of like what I you. I love you so much. I hate you. Yeah. Type yeah. Shit. Like yeah. I love crossing the ideas Yeah. because I think that people do that a lot. You know, like even with like in these domestic situations, it's like most of the time it's that person really, really cares about that person, but they don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. So they choose to act the opposite way because they don't know how to just say I love you. So they'll throw something at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't want you to leave, but I don't know how to just But say, I don't know how to just say I don't want stay, you to leave. Right. But I'm yeah. going to throw this bottle at you because you better not fucking leave. Right. right, right, right. right, right. You know? So I feel like that kind of relates with um, a lot of people that don't know how to express their emotions. Because I think I was that person at one point in time. <laughs> um, but I've had different types of writer's block. Like I remember when when my name just started being everywhere. 
right? And I just started getting all these followers. And they were from ages like 25, 35 to 12. And I said, this conversation is not for a 12-year-old. Right. So I started, this was just like, this was on Twitter. I was like, I don't want to say this and delete, 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 delete. Oh, my mother might be. I don't want to have the same conversation with all these different groups of people. Yeah. Because this idea, this feeling, or this emotion is for this audience. So that, at a time when I was going in the studio, I was like, I don't even know what to say anymore because I'm talking to so many people. Like, I don't want to send these little girls down the wrong path talking about fucking on the dance floor. floor. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm I'm talking about being in love and giving a man a second chance, but I don't want that girl who's man is beating on her to give him a second chance. It just started to get like... So then how do you quiet that noise? Like, what's the middle ground? Or is there a middle ground? Or do you care about the middle ground anymore? Do you just throw your hands up to it and yeah. say like... I'm like, what the fuck I want to write? Yeah. Definitely. That's where I'm at now in my life period. It's like, okay, this is my experience that God has given me. My life, what I'm going through, who I'm meeting, the, the subjects that I can talk about wholeheartedly and confidently and so whoever is supposed to hear it will hear it mm-hmm. and whoever doesn't agree wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. and so it's just at this moment in time if this is what i say and this is how i feel then that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna do and i might look back and be like oh my god i said that <laughs> you know? like but i i've learned to accept like the places that you are in your life and being in the, the light being the camera on you like you're living like mm-hmm. under a microscope mm-hmm. of everybody's opinion yeah so you can't uh be perfect for everybody yeah. you just got to be perfect for you and your mission and your journey and just do that okay when you're blocked just write whatever the just fuck whatever. is coming to the the thing you were erasing just write it yeah and let's see what happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like that i'm gonna just i'm gonna just edit yeah because then i mean if there's controversy from it because people are like oh my god i can't believe she said that great right if it's everybody agrees great but you know it is your words you speak it you believe it Mm -hmm. be loud be clear yeah be proud yeah so so here at crew love show obviously we're all known for like being behind the scenes like we're very well known but we all you know can pop out from time to time and people do know us outside of like being behind the scenes so like me i started as a kid and, and you know got into industry on the front end of it as like you know halfway in halfway out for you i know you've been able to be on both sides of behind the scenes and in front of cameras so i think with the podcast like us shedding the light of those you know people in those industries of like being songwriters or or choreographers like that have to be behind the scenes you're there before the artist gets there after the artist gets there you making things happen that they don't even know about so like being in both sides of it like where do you feel like the happy medium like what is your go-to <laughs> the sweet spot yes. <laughs> i ain't gonna front i loved behind the scenes i still do like i don't need that much attention yeah i actually don't like that much attention i don't you know, you want to be able to trip and fall and nobody see you sometimes. Right. So I liked being behind the scenes because I, I also felt like I wasn't alone. I say that because I remember when I did my first tour for myself as Chanel, the artist. I was 
on tour with dancers in a band. These are my friends. I've known them because we work behind the scenes together. Mm-hmm. And we get to this first show, and my manager's like, okay, Chanel, go in the dressing room. And then the dancers are like, are we about to go get some food? Are we about to go see the city real quick? Are we about to... And I was like, I, I want to be go. doing that. Yeah. You know? And I was, I had to be like in the dressing room. I couldn't be seen until I hit the stage. After, after I got off stage, I had to sign a couple of autographs and then go get on the bus. And it was like my dancers in the band were able to like see the city experience. or experience mm-hmm. things. And I, it was just like, then you get to the hotel and the security's like, I well, stay in the room mm-hmm. and I'm staying at the door and they're going to the clubs. And, and if I did go to the club, big old security's there. You're in this VIP cage, and everybody's just looking at you, drinking your drink yeah. by yourself. Right. <laughs> and you're like, like this is, it's corny to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but my dancers are out there having a good time, dancing on the dance floor, you know, meeting people. I just felt like, oh, and I was choreographing, and when I can sit back and enjoy the show and not be. Mm-hmm on edge every minute like New Year's it was New Year's one time and like I'm backstage trying to figure out what I'm going to put on and it's like my family's out there enjoying bringing in the New Year like Mm -hmm. there was a moment in time when I was really I didn't I didn't do that for years Mm -hmm. for years from the time I was 18 until oh my god until now but i remember i was just like you know i i missed a lot of things i missed uh family functions because like as the artist you are the entertainment for people's thanksgiving day and yeah. their christmases and they're and they're watching you and talking at the dinner table about your performance and you're not able to enjoy these things so then behind the scenes sometimes i look and i'm like what is this girl doing? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. just give me the microphone. Yeah. For a minute. yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, girl, I'll do it. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. All right. This is, just give me, take, take your outfit off. Please. I mean, I think, and I think too, like Chanel, like the performance piece is something that like all creatives like perform in a way. Yeah. You know, so it, it is important to like, to get that out. Like there's a physicality in everything creative that, that people do, even if it is behind the scenes. So I get that, that need to kind of like want to yeah, put it all out there at times. Like, because there's a little bit of like insanity and the genius of being a, just a creative person too. And so I think like, that's one of those so things. We are the show. We are the show. We, we, we are. are the production. We the show yeah. we, because you see, we, somebody might come to you with an idea mm-hmm. and you, bring it to life absolutely that brings so much pleasure to me to see something go from nothing to something people can't do that yeah so a lot of people can they can delegate the task but they can't like make it it. the tactical piece of yeah so like when somebody's like oh i want to i want this show to look like this and i want to have dancers coming from the ceiling and it's like okay all right, let me go to, let me, let me. And it's like that creative uh, time. It's like people that like to cook and, and take mm, uh, mm-hmm. onions and carrots and tomatoes and then make it some crazy ass dish. Yeah. Like there's a satisfaction that comes from that. And I love that part, but I also love, I, didn't, I don't want to discredit the yeah. being on stage and yeah. being the performer. I love that energy. I remember when I was a little girl, that's all I did was sing in front of the mirror with the with the brush. <laughs> and me and my sister would be doing that. And I remember the first time I, I was on stage in an audience of uh, 
an inner arena. I don't know how many people sit in an arena. But I was like, I am here. This is what I saw when I was five years old. And yeah, I'm yeah. up here. Wow. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I saw you all in my dreams a long time ago. Girl, you was not you saying know? that. <laughs> that was <laughs> not like, what you were right. saying. <laughs> Listen, oh, um, okay. But, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a gift and a curse in both sides. Yeah. Because you can be un- underappreciated mm-hmm. when the artist or anybody just sees you as somebody who can get hired and fired. It's like, well, but mm-hmm. try it if you want to. Yeah. yeah. This whole look, this whole idea. But yeah. Okay. I got a question. It's kind of unrelated, but like, what is Chanel listening to right now? What's getting you excited right now? Was and it's okay if it's nothing if it's or if it's old, like, you know, cause that's, I, I only listen to old shit for real. Okay. So, I so for a long time I was I wasn't listening to anything, I but then that. I started working out, and so uh, being on an hour on that treadmill or that stairmaster, you need something. You need something to listen to. So I started listening to B one o three's International Station. Oh, oh wow! Well. Okay. Yo, yes, and when I, I tell you, I would be like, doom, 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 step, step, step. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. International. Africa. And so I love I love that right now. Okay. I'm a mess by, I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Oma. Oma. Uh-huh. Is it yes. O-M-A-H? That's one of my favorite songs. I think it's a little old for people that might, um, like, not even old. It's probably like four months old. Oh, but, yeah. No, it's still yeah. new. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Okay. That. And then old stuff, yeah. like um, old rap, mm. like him and that era that... Uh, <sighs> flavor in your ear and like okay. just old hip-hop music yeah okay uh, i'm not really into the new stuff right i don't know it i'm not gonna say i'm not into it i don't know it me neither i don't know it either i did one dabble yeah she dibbles and dabbles ace be knowing all the new shit but ace, she's a dj yeah so she, she has yeah. to she yeah. has to know the new shit me the new shit don't really do nothing for me like that for real and i be listening to a lot of shit that's like that like don't nobody yeah. really have for real. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I love that kind of stuff. I be listening to your shit. I be listening to like He does play your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, li- he has he has stuff like, that okay. nobody has. Yeah, like, that's no yeah. he has the CDs. Yeah. And maybe now or my digitally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I um that kind of stuff gets me excited because, you know, like that's just what, it's not worn out for you. Sometimes as a creative, I'll be up. And then sometimes I'll be down. We talking, we talking money wise. Right? Oh, so there's like a drought going on right now. I don't know if y'all know, but <laughs> anyway. Um, so when was the last time you were down? Like, and then how did you kind of like come up out of it? Because I know for me, when I'm broke, I'm I'm not happy. I'm not. Happy right now. <laughs> I'm not. I um, I don't know about that B word. My bad. Just down. down. Just down. <laughs> well, see, I have I have a lot of say it Speak royalty checks. <laughs> <laughs> Residual income. I told you. Look, y'all didn't hear. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Khalees, Chris Brown. uh, You know, my girl got them little publisher. You know, them little publisher checks come here. But I know. I know. I don't want to depend on that. Yeah. Like I want new, different things. So. um, But it's nice to have that cushion. That oh, it is. No, no, no. And and that. If, if nothing else shows me the work, the hard work that I have yep. done in this business is them checks. Like, yes, we 
we do appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, but I still, you know, I'm not in any position right now to say that I don't want for anything or I don't need for anything. Like, I want to be in that place. I want to freaking buy some farmland and um, just have some horses and cows and chickens and China. do music. Of course you do, in Chanel. My, <laughs> in your barnyard studio. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to get that kind of check to do that. So, um, but you want to know what to do or how to. Or, or like, like if, whenever you're in a situation where you feel like, oh, shit, now I need to like do something. I need to work. Like, how do you, how do you yeah. maneuver, you know, across that? Well, for anybody who is in the position of making money in music and then, because, okay, I have been up and down. When I signed to Neo, okay. I, saw, I, I saved up my money as a dancer. And I said, okay, I'm going to stop dancing and I'm going to be an artist. And right before I was certified to be, being an artist I was down to pennies mm-hmm. I moved in with my homegirl and I was like can I get some gas money because I just got to get to the studio <laughs> but I really put everything into it so it had to work yeah. I think sometimes a plan B kind of fucks you up because right. it's like yeah you just start leaning on plan B so much mm-hmm. that plan A just kind of gets lost in the because you get comfortable with plan B sometimes yeah. and but I just I didn't have a plan B. It was just like I, 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 I quit. Like I can't go back and be like Neo. Can I? Can I pick up? Um, can you fire that girl that you replaced me hire with me and hire me back? So I remember that. I remember that time in my life. But I was happy though. Okay. I was broke. And I but think. I was happy. But I also think for <laughs> you, Chanel, like that's the thing. Like when you work as a creative. It's your opportunity to create those opportunities for yourself. Like, for instance, like I know one of the things that you do now is like you kind of like mentor these girls and be kind of like getting them together. Like the like artists. Yeah, like that that artist development piece is missing at labels. And so I feel like people have to go elsewhere to kind of like get their artists in a pressure cooker. And that's like opportunity for people like you who are like seasoned and know how to fuck it up on stage, commit to it on stage, write their own music, vocal produce themselves. Uh, then on top the of that, understand the business part. <laughs> then know how to talk to a mix engineer about what how they want to sound. Like you know all of those things, and you can impart that wisdom onto. And there are people that need that. There are people that need that. No, kind everybody, of, everybody needs it. Everybody. Even if you know how to do it, even do myself it needs. I need it. Yeah. I still go to people like Victor. I'm like, okay, sharpen me up because there's things that I know that. You know, I can kick myself in the ass, but so much. Yeah. But I know he can be like, okay, now, Chanel, I know what you can do. Like, yeah. okay. I'm like, all right, all right. Somebody to kind of like whip you, you in always, the shape. Yeah, yeah, you always need to to sharpen those basic skills and whatever whatever you do. Whether you're a dentist, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a whatever else. Is but I just think that, that, that for people like you, like, that's kind of like been the opportunity where, you know, yeah, I'm down right now. But like, for instance, D, for you. Let's just say I'm not wishing nothing crazy on you, but let's you. just say your let's just say your camera <laughs> a camera stuff. lens broke. Yeah, like yeah. Your, the lens it's that actually, you need. I do have a broken lens right now. Okay, so well that's a, but and let's just say you couldn't shoot and you didn't have it right now to cop a new lens. Right, right. 
one of the things that you could probably do is that's like, okay, I still need to be doing something that's related to what the fuck I really want to do, what I've been doing. Maybe I can set up um, a webinar to teach these girls yeah. how to edit or you know what I'm saying it's still in line with what your dream is and what your vision is but sometimes you have to pivot a little bit like mm-hmm. that's just you know like and Chanel you know like I've done that before you know I had a whole girl group once it was mm-hmm. gone and the shit fell apart we had to figure out as a company like what what was we about to do and we were able to use what we did with them to work with other people but at the time we thought that was all we had we yeah. had to figure it out and make and make it make sense a different way but that's what's so genius about people like us mm-hmm. because time and time again we get in a place where we have to reinvent we have to create the branches on our tree Mm. and there are people out there who freeze up literally jump off of buildings Mm. Mm -hmm. because they don't know anything but that one thing and so i thank god for making me a creative and those times that i was broke thank you god because it taught me how to figure it out and readjust and you always figure it out you always figure it out and you can run from your truth but if that's what you were That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. I've tried to run from my truth time and time again. And I'm just like, why would I start from the ground in some other entity and not use all of my receipts in this? Like, it's a relationship. And sometimes the relationship isn't so good to you all the time. But just find another way to Go to counseling with your relationship. I went to counseling with my music. Yeah. And found, okay, well, let me, let's do something different. It's just like, you know, a relationship like, okay, to a couple might need to go to counseling. Like, why don't you guys try this? That's all it is. I think what what's important about what you said is it is a relationship. And you know how some people say like, oh, relationships not serious if they not hard. Oh, relationships are hard. And I say, no, relationships are work. And sometimes work is hard and sometimes work is fun. Sometimes you love work and sometimes you hate it. And that's just that's kind of like where you lie when you are. Especially having to like figure it out as a person that just wants to like get it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's so important that you say that. Like, we do always have to figure out way. I, branches on a tree is the perfect way to to yeah. describe it because you're rooted in this, yep. and then you gotta grow. you gotta grow it. And it's so it's scary. It's scary, and to put yourself out there and try something new. It's like it's comfortable to be where what feels comfortable, even if it's just <laughs> draining your pockets. But like. It's scary. It's much easier said than done to just say, well, just branch out, figure something. And sometimes the figuring something out takes a year. It takes sitting down. It Mm -hmm. takes going to work at such and such restaurant and being a waitress and and get your tips and then going home and sitting down and thinking, what am I going to do next? Sometimes you got to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, but if, if you're passionate about what you, what you do, then nobody's discrediting nobody's opinion. Nothing should Detour you from what you want to do. Funny your you purpose. say that because I, I'll literally like I will purposefully take certain gigs that are like out of my out of my league just to like stay sharp. Like I, I always do things that I don't want to do because it's boring or it takes a long time or maybe they're like acquiring too many graphics or whatever, and I'll just do it. And like I'll be so sad the whole time doing it. Like, oh, 
And I mean, that's that's like I just so that you know, because you have those moments where things shift, life happens, and you have to like be comfortable with maneuvering. So I, I'm I'm always uncomfortable, so that hopefully one day I'm just comfortable with being uncomfortable, and I'm good. Yeah, hmm. yeah. that's interesting. I yeah, never thought I, about it like that. So I had a baby almost three years ago, and. I was trying to figure out what am I going to do because I, I was the all-natural breastfeed, be with my baby until, you know, but how am I going to make money while I'm doing this? And so I started working with this company that does EDM dance music. Oh, word. And they sent me like 10 songs a week I had to do. Wow. It wasn't full songs. <laughs> it was like so a minute. You were the samples. A, min- a minute and some change. And were your vocals on them or they just wanted you to write them? Sometimes my vocals. I, the, the main objective was to write it. And then they started calling me to cut the songs. That's kind of how I became an artist was I was. Demo, you were demoing. I was demoing, but people were like, no artist is, is they're scared to say these yeah. things. Can, can you just be an artist? That's yeah. how that happened. But um, so this EDM world, right? I feel like I've done it before, but when I got these tracks, I was like, where do the words go? Right. Like, it's just, do, do, do. But this was a point where I was like, I'm taking this job because I have to feed my child. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, keep the money flowing. But it taught me so much about just this other side of music that I hadn't dived into. I've tapped into it. But, like, it's a whole nother ball game. And these people look at music totally different. They look at it like work. Right. It's not like, oh, you feel this? Mm-hmm. No, it's like, okay, this is the sound. This is the kind of, it's very technical. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like, and then I go into a studio with rappers or singers that are just like, we just do whatever. And it's just like, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chanel, you want to know what's so crazy about that? I've done that too. Not the EDM thing, but um, for a brief stint, uh, maybe for like a year, I was recording vocals and writing for cheerleading competitions. Like, because it became like illegal for them to use at cheer competitions, like mixes of songs that were already popularized. Mm-hmm. And so cheerleading coaches and these co- these huge competitions that make all these money, all this money, they would go to producers to create tracks for their shows and not just for their shows, but specifically for their squads and their seasons. And so like me, my homeboy Devin, we would go in and we would write these like really short, like, vocal sometimes like raps or and we were recording them for cheerleading vocal competitions that's cool i never even knew that was like there's so many different ways there's um and when i tell you they record at the craziest like biggest studios like nice super like state of the art i'm talking about (laughs) that should be crazy why am i doing regular (laughs) (laughs) like for real I was just like okay well I think this is where I'm about to just start (laughs) but you know for video games for for cheerleading stuff for movies but it was just it's so much like I just saw that the art of what I was taught when I was young was there and sometimes I feel like the artists that are coming out now don't appreciate they don't appreciate the art that they're in and, and how it can feed you 
feed your family, if you respect it and not just walk into this business like it's just a quick check. It's going to happen overnight. I don't have to go to rehearsal. I don't have to train. I don't have to, you know, because when I when I work with some of these artists, they're like, okay, do I have to? Jog in place for a minute before I start singing. Yes, yes, bitch, because the stage is the size of a football field, and you can't even walk across the stage and not and, and, not and breathe. Be breathing funky. So right. run, bitch, until yeah. I say stop, and then sing your song. Yeah, they be looking at me like this. Well, look, but that's for real. Yeah, I should I'm, 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 I'm like, I was at Charles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a, that's what it is. Well, 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 that takes us to our my next, and um, as a DJ, mm-hmm. I, I hear a lot of music. Obviously, I, I heard I your know. music at a younger age, so I, I did hit the clean version. <laughs> but uh, no, no, to be honest, like, I've worked with a lot of artists. And so with you specifically, I know when you look into the world and the industry now, you then birth some artists. So oh, yeah. and on a good side, I, because I can tell you exactly who I know birth like from head to toe let's not name drop (laughs) text it to us (laughs) how does it feel because i i've dj behind an artist and i see the spitting image of them in the like sound ad-libs actions how they how they perform so for you i know there are like you got some babies out here so outside of your (laughs) real baby how does it feel to like know like wow like they they had to study me they had to watch me. dripped they, a little sauce on yeah them. like how does that you feel? know I really appreciate when an artist will come and say it to me you know because it's just like you know thank you and continue to be that for the next mm-hmm. you know and then sometimes I see stuff and I'm like. Did they get that from me? But I don't want to be that person. (laughs) Right. But um, I really, I I can't wait till you text that. (laughs) But but you know what's crazy is like, I was at the Teacher Moses show recently at City Winery and somebody asked her the same question. They were asking her like, how do you feel about these new R&B girls that be like posting about your debut album, Complex Simplicity? And she was like, it feels good to know that like, because, you know, first she was signed to an indie label, wasn't really recognized like that. But like the girls who are like girling right now, who are really like out there, they kind of like recognize like, oh, so it does. It has to feel good to like have somebody come to you and say like, oh, you know, you inspire this. I learned this from you. I You taught me this without you even really teaching it to me. And I, I covered one of her songs and Instagrammed her because I didn't know her personally. I was like, you know. I'm doing this. Uh-huh. Thank you uh-huh. for doing this and inspiring me. But, and the reason why it feels good too is because I know I'm not selling pussy in my music. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 Even though there's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm just Yeah. You know, it's just, I'm, I, I, I love to be sexy. I love to be a woman. Yeah, I do. love to, to own my sexuality. And Madonna's one of my biggest um, mm-hmm. icons. I feel like she's she doesn't excuse my language, she doesn't get fucked, she does the fucking. Yeah. yeah. And to me, like that's that's what I feel like as a woman, be sexy, own your sexuality, but I'm not out here just busting it wide open for a nigga. You know no, I mean? but like but the, not, the black bikini top to the the long black But, but when girls and... who are busting it wide open, ugh, I hate that I'm saying that. But <laughs> 
certain gr- artists who are doing a lot different than what I do, when they come up to me and say, I inspired certain things, <laughs> I, I know I, that's when I'm like, really? Because I didn't, I wouldn't thought I didn't that think that's what I was listen, selling. Yeah. Right. Or that they would listen to something like what I what I'm doing and then take it and make it their own version yeah. of it. So yeah. it is like like really? Thanks. You know, I would think you look at me like, oh, oh she she not yeah. you know she wanna farm and she <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. But and then and then the artists that are like me uh, or do are on the same kind of wavelength I, I love when they get inspired as well. I would like to off the record talk to you about those people too. Just cuz I don't know, you know, I don't know what you think about what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I have some thoughts about what's going on right now too. I think that music in general is starting to um I think people are starting to realize that like that flash in the pan shit is not working anymore and I think that people's attention spans are getting wider now and people are more interested in like bodies of work as opposed to just like quick things. I think it's starting to become more on the radar. Cause I mean, I know me and you both have been in this like mainstream music world, but also tapping into, you know, new, fresh, different underground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think there's so many dope artists that are living their dreams and traveling and doing music and reaching so many people and nobody knows who, who they, they are. are. But, but they're, they're able to tour dope. and go to the, the places that they need to go and sell sell out shows and like be slaying and nobody know who they are. Right, they can still walk into the grocery store and do their thing and then go on stage and be great and the, uh, the crowd, whole crowd knows every word of their song. It's like, mm-hmm. how are you doing that? You're living both lives. <laughs> that's kind of how, living... how I felt when we was at, um, <laughs> when we were at um, Feed Store, when we, that, we saw that band perform, it was like yeah. one o'clock in the morning yeah. and it was like, we had no idea who they were, but like Wait, people, that, that wasn't, they weren't doing other people's music? No, that was their own music. Everybody was going crazy. That's what I I'm saying. was going crazy. I don't even know what it was. That's what I'm saying. It was like, like this Brazilian band and like people were going crazy for their their music and the only reason why I know it was their music is because I heard them say that they had CDs for sale at the spot and I was like yo this is crazy I've never heard of this but it was packed like wall to wall when we were there just there to eat but like the people were going nuts and I I love that that's where music this business has gone Mm -hmm. because it's taken so much so many hands out of those big uh, pots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, no, now you can't get this. But these people are dope. They're creative. You can't tell them, you can't put them in a box and they can do what they want. Because for half of my career, I was be trying, people were trying to fit me in a box. Yeah, they were. And, you know, so I, I love it that artists are able to do them. And then it's kind of like being behind the scenes and being in front of the scene. Yeah, be in the scene, be, right? Be in the be scene. scene. Um, so they're living both side, both worlds, and that that is just amazing. That's that's dope to me. That's mm-hmm. potentially where I would like my next project to sit. Mm-hmm. I don't care to be on no major. I want to. I want to do me. I want to have fun. I want dope people to come to my shows and have fun. And I want to farm. And I want to have a horse. Wow, you get the yes. best. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, 
I have a situation and I feel like everybody can kind of tap in on this and kind of talk about it. But like, what's the issue? Okay. (laughs) So what's the industry wise as creatives? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we get asked to do other jobs that aren't what we are hired for, what we're booked for, what we're invoiced for, you name it. But we are creatives. So we know how to create. We know how to. And they know the client knows, you know how to do it too. And our resume, like like you said, receipts, we're stacked up. Like, mm-hmm. I, I might come in the door as a DJ, but baby, you know I can run your Instagram. I can turn your social media up. I can give you that creative idea and execute it. So what is the next step? And I think for if we're giving advice, if we're going through, like, experience that we've gone through, it's like, what do we do when we are asked to do something else? Like, is there a politely... You know, decline. Do so you saying say, like the person wants you to do additional work? Definitely, basically. definitely. Outside of what you were brought on, I think it depends hired. on the client. For me, so some like, people, get, so some people get, <laughs> and, and, and by that I mean like, because you know, some people, because I, I like to take gigs that feed me, like yeah. like actually feed me, and then also like mentally, mentally you know okay. what I mean, like. So I like to have clients that, you know, got some substance. You don't have to be a celebrity or anything like that. But, like, maybe you can teach me something. Example, I have a um, client who's a bartender. So if you come to my house for Christmas, I know how to make you a drink. Like, you know what Uh I mean? It's little shit like that. So, like, it depends on the client for me. If if it's somebody that I I want a long-lasting relationship with, Mm in business then I might fuck around and like show them like you know so you're not gonna ask for a raise like you're not looking for like sending additional (laughs) invoices that's what I'm saying but are you about your business I'm about my business but at the same time too it's like if you're that type of client now you have friends you should have friends how how do they ask you to do the? a lot of times they don't ask on the fly or yeah you you so this is what I do when I get a client I try to they might come to me for choreography, mm-hmm. but I know you don't have anything else you need. So mm-hmm. if in order for this to be worth my time, I need especially to be creative, if it's uh, independent, yeah. and it's like okay, they they got a budget that they're working with, so Sell I'm gonna yourself. I'm gonna say okay, boom, you need this, you need this, you need this, you need this, and you can get all of this for mm-hmm. this price. Wow! So I before they could. Even try to pigeonhole you into I'm doing gonna, something. I am going to tell them she, all so the things. So flip it on them. Yeah, pretty much. Not even that. She's selling herself. Like, I think, no, yeah. But you know, I think for me, I'm the same way that D is. I'm that way too, kind of, a little bit. Especially when, it's, when you're talking about like artist stuff. But for me, I don't want to work... I, and I should probably get out of this too. And I've been like this for a long time. And I think you've heard me say this before is I don't want to work with nobody that I'm not a fan of either. So like a lot of times if I'm a fan of your shit or I just really believe you can get me to do extra things because I believe in your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if I believe you, if you can make me believe you, I might go the extra mile to do some shit that you didn't necessarily hire me to do. But because I want to see you win, because I feel like when you win, I win. That's one of the things that will motivate me to want to do more things as well. If I don't believe in you, then, yeah, I'm going to ask you to come up off that chair. <laughs> no shade. Right. So, but, like, for both of you all, mm-hmm. like, that's 
as many receipts as you can get, get them. Yeah. Wow. Because, and then if you can help this person actually see the next step in their career mm-hmm. or their business, business like yeah. it's, it's a, a receipt for you with a gold star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So sometimes it's not worth it to do the, with the little bit that they're asking, but if you can get, if you can do other things that they sideway ask you for, but it can be beneficial to you. But that's a gem. That's that like that's that's a gem. Like and and in so many different ways. Like I can see how many times I left money on the table, yeah. and, and it's honestly because I might be friend fan. I, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm in the door, you know, or I made it to the room, or I'm at the table. But I also but you left the money on the table that you were I came and got I got a little check yeah. and I didn't know like the budget was bigger yeah. or that there were so many other of my talents that I could have invoiced and literally it was just that it was another or another put line. your name on it put your name on it even if the check isn't what you want to see if they are where you can be seen too yeah. I need to put my name on it yeah like you know I have a photographer that I work with. <laughs> And um, <laughs> I had to tell him, put your name on it. Like you're doing all these shoots for these artists that are the artist, the artist's artist. Yeah. There's a lot of that in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, this is such and such as artist. Ain't he an artist? Right. But, <laughs> and I, I'm talking shit when I was signed to artist. But um, <laughs> then you, your name is on it. That name on the picture. Blah, just, and people just start to see it. it. Yeah. And then people, and then they see your work. And then you get other people that you really get the check from to call you, you know. So it's just you gotta just figure it out. Yeah, I think it's like a play. Yeah. This was a really good conversation, guys. So because you could build your catalog because you're doing design, right? No, she's a video videography. That too. And then you could take over. You can say, okay, you wanted to do a film about this. Well, how about we do it about this? Because then they're paying for it. It's your idea. (laughs) And then you can use it as your... (laughs) She be doing that anyway. That's that's what she be doing anyway. That's that's, That's currently what you're doing right now. (laughs) But we have to wrap up. Matthew's about to kick us out, y'all. Y'all see him doing like a little No, but this was a really great conversation. I feel like we got a lot of... Gym. Gym drops. Mm-hmm. Ba, ba, mm-hmm. Boom. Drop bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are we rapping? How are we rapping it? Um, no, so, so Chanel, tell us, where can we find you on Instagram for the people that do not know? Look in the middle camera right there. Okay. I'm, look. Ah, those are the gems. Throwing them back out there. Um, you can follow me on IG. I really should get my TikTok game up, but just follow me on IG. Chanel Young Money. Chanel is spelled S-H-A-N-E-L-L because most people spell it like the other yeah, Chanel. The, uh-huh. the yeah. Yeah. Chanel, Young Money. Oh, another fun fact real quick. I like TikTok music. Do you? Yeah. I have, my SoundCloud is like full of TikTok music. That's so, sad. Yeah. Well, so you, never, <laughs> you never actually download the music, right? It's, it's just always it's just on, there. It's on 
That's like a little mix of the mashup. Let me tell you, shit. on Instagram, I save so many audios, and yeah. I just realized like I never go back and save it. Oh my god, there, me too. I never play that. Right That's there. why I don't fuck with none of that shit. <laughs> anyway, real, <laughs> right? Real TikToks, right. it's all dead. Love but me. thank you so much, Chanel. I appreciate it. I'm so glad that thank I got you a guys for having me. me. Yeah. I love thank you guys. The energy was amazing. Thank so much. yes. And we got to do, look, we can do it again, too, for when yeah, we, for sure. you know, we got to bring people back. Or you know what? On your, when you go on tour, we can open. <laughs> Girl, there you go. Got you throwing, throwing stuff out there. She just said. She just said. All right, y'all. That's Crew Love signing out. Crew Love Show. Peace. so much fun y'all yes that was crazy I love that and if you loved it too make sure you follow me Brian Patrick Davis at Black Socialite on all social platforms and your girl Ace at DJ Ace Star on everything and make sure y'all follow HD that's me at Iconofilm and if you like what you heard you know what you gotta do it's at Crew Love Show make sure you share it send it to somebody put it in a DMs you know what to do drop a gem on them like share and subscribe and if you didn't catch all of that make sure you just Look at the show notes. It's all in the deeds. Yay. All right. Bye, y'all. We got to go back to work. Do the it. Cool Love Show. Let's go. <laughs>